Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Anything and Everything podcast. I'm Stephen and today I'm joined by my two co-hosts as usual, Tom. Hello there. And Sabrina. Hi. Today we've got a whole bunch of topics to talk about. Um, and we're going to start off with uh, the latest Marvel film, um, Spider-Man Far From Home. Just real quick, should we just apologise for the two-week hiatus I that we took? So, um, yeah. Blaming that on Tom because he got really sick. Sorry, um, I was So really send hate there. his way, not ours. Yeah, tweet me. 100%. <laughs> real big hate. Um, I'm ready for it. I was sick. I, you can probably still hear it in my voice. I'm really quite husky. I had a bit of a rattle in my chest this morning, guys. It was, yeah, I do you want to cuddle? Will that make you feel better? Yeah. I hope you've had your yeah. flu shot, Tom. Come on. Uh, look, I, I didn't. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I didn't well, get the shot. Shoot. If we only have two co-hosts... <laughs> oh, we're the coolest, time. so it's yeah. totally fine. All right. Well, okay. Yeah, anyway, shall we? In Memoriam podcast. <laughs> for me. Alrighty. Uh, yes. So, Stephen. Yeah. So, basically, yeah, like I said, we're going to be talking about Spider-Man Far From Home today yes. um to start us off which is um i know a film that um we sabrina and uh, is specifically excited yes. about for tom holland <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> what, a, what a fantastic movie though guys. honestly oh my god it was everything i wanted it to be it oh, just wow. like we had i mean tom holland is such a talented actor it helps that he is absolutely beautiful but i honestly i love him as spider-man like so much i think he brings so much to the role and i just I love it. And then we had like him balanced against Jake Gyllenhaal, who is always so freaking talented. Um, yeah. He played off the, like, I really liked Jake Gyllenhaal as mm. Mysterio because he wasn't that particularly epic villain. Like that speech, that exposition dump speech that he gave while obviously needed for the plot to be an exposition dump about mm. what where he was and what, he, what, what had happened mm. and his team kind of operating behind the scenes of all the Marvel movies as well. Yeah. Like his... The, the way it was kind of framed is Mysterio was this, like, just awkward guy who is never very charismatic mm. and kind of tries to be. And that's yeah. the way it came across. And it came across really awkwardly, which is really good. It's like what you what wanted. Yeah, for. yeah, yeah. And that's the character of Mysterio, it's like, right? It's like watching, like, like, is it American Pie or something? something where like it's that, like, yeah. it's a cliche, awkward movie. But it's good because it plays to that and goes. Yeah, and does it so well. Like, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal's entire gang, to me, when when the twist is revealed, and we should say that this is going to be spoiler talking about Spider Man. Yes. Yes. When the when the twist is revealed, that Jake Gyllenhaal's character isn't in fact Mysterio, but is a former employee mm. of Tony Stark, is a really great twist. I had no idea it was coming, and it oh, actually no. the gang that he was with kind of. It felt like a theatre troupe almost. Oh, I feel it was like. so good. I felt like they're all kind of playing off, and he was kind of like the lead. Yeah. And um, I, I really liked that kind of dynamic that those characters had. And one thing I wish that had happened um, is because there was a moment in that reveal when he's like, "They're going to listen to me." No, they're going to listen to us. I kind of wish that they'd have played more into his team, like trying to rein him in because like a jealousy he's almost yeah. Yeah. yeah them being jealous of him being the star and then being kind of yeah because then the they're still in that same position that they yeah exactly. because their yeah. entire kind of like ethos and mentality is that they were sick of Tony Stark kind of running yeah. everything yeah. so they and then they just take jump power. shit to get Mysterio to run everything mm. it's like kind yeah of like, yeah they could have I think they could have hammed that a little bit and that's yeah. something that I've sure. missed in that film yeah. um, but otherwise I think the, the plot structure was strong Yeah, definitely yeah. I think that like see, watching those trailers for me I actually wasn't as hyped as I usually am for these films oh my god because so I just saw the trailer and I just thought it looked kind of sloppy mm. it looks like they didn't know what they were doing or like how to keep the stakes <laughs> high after Endgame but mm. I think what really mm. drove the film was obviously the kind of teen spirit um, 
like coming of age elements were yeah. always a great and you know the, the young cast are so talented not just Tom Holland but you know Zendaya Angry Rice all these actors yeah. are t- terrific but for me what really worked was the dynamic between Tom Holland's character and the fallen Tony Stark these, this idea yes. of him becoming the new Tony Stark and oh can he fill the that, shoes that and like moment, the pressure that he felt that moment in the ship when he was like building his suit and yes. he's like I'll do this but like it might make it like 75% bigger and blah 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 I was, yeah, I got goosebumps, oh honestly. Yeah, like, and it's, it's such Iron Man And it's like, it was so good scene. as well because, like, throughout the the whole rest of the film, there was so much for him. Like, I don't, I, like, I don't think I'm gonna be good enough to be like live up to Iron Man. And having that moment with Happy, where where he was like, plays ACDC and that that was yeah. great. Yeah, when that, I, no, the moment I was, that you know it works was when was when yeah. Happy was like. I've got the music and he just looks yeah. at him and he sees him, you know, designing the suit and he, he yeah. just sees a young Tony Stark. Well, I, yeah. I was talking more about the moment when Tom, like, sorry, Spider-Man breaks Peter. down. Peter, thank you. Peter breaks down to Happy and is like, I can't live up to him. And then Happy is like, well, Tony Stark couldn't live up to him. Yeah. Like, you know, like there was... Definitely. He was like, like he was had problems moment. too. Like he yeah. was an alcoholic, like this kind yeah. of whole no, idea. I loved it. And then so, just like seeing Peter grow from like this little this little bubba who like Iron Man kind of little baby in yeah to yeah. like you know he's like a freaking cool kid i'm ha- so having, here for having it. those like kind of these these big marvel films grounded in these like smaller ideas mm. of like character moments really really is the winning formula that marvel has at the moment the yeah. relationships in that movie were also very strong so building mm. like so many different people have so many different relationships with each other so the relationship between happy and um peter and the relationship between happy peter and, and mj and we ship that right of course in this do. house we ship yeah that. yeah we yeah. also ship um, i just, i loved the awkward moment right at the end it's like so are you dating and then he's like yes, yes. and she's like, she's like i don't no. know and i'm like oh she, oh, she, she was okay. like oh it's a summer fling so they were actually they something was going on there like they were oh did you not undoubtedly they were having a good time like a crush on Happy's part kind of thing. Oh, no, no, That's no. That's what I thought initially. No, I, I, he, I, was, he was around way too much for it to just be yeah, a, a crush. Like, they were hanging out way too much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah she, was, she was taking him, you know. She was, yeah. like, she was So essentially know, we're getting Uncle Happy. Uncle right. Happy. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> what a weird name. Also, can we just talk about probably the best scene out of, like, any recent Marvel film mm. that I can think of, which was the Mysterio sequence visually, that was just oh. one of the most insane things. Oh, I've well, seen. Yes. The, uh, the point where he reveals himself in the pub and like everyone, no. the shit's disappearing. The right? part where he reveals his powers to Spider-Man, and we essentially see Spider-Man go through this mm. kind of like vortex right, of like yes. different yeah. images and like kind of vi- visually decide decide no, I couldn't grab yes. any grasp of where I was. Oh I was like God. completely in that world. I um yes. Isn't However, I only saw about half of that because I ran to the bathroom during the that worst sequence. possible time. I know, Tom. I what the hell? You don't I'm run to the bathroom in a Marvel film. I'm mate. going again tomorrow to see it with a friend, and I, I won't <laughs> miss yeah. that. Just part. Just to watch that. Sit bit. that part again because that is seriously some of the most it's impressive. It's really, really good. Visual filmmaking. It's like I've it seen really reminded me of well, the I, bit I saw where... The bit where he was changing suits and he kept going into different mm-hmm. suits and regressing back to the hoodie suit. Yeah, it's kind of like that. But it reminds me a lot of the bit where Doctor Strange gets like flicked out of his body in in his movie. Yeah, that's a really good part. Yeah, I will just going back to your point about how like the strong relationships and the kind of smaller ideas in the bigger idea. I really think that's what Marvel has over any other um, superhero films. Yeah, DC. DC. Yeah, yeah. Like I I mean, I'm I'm not gonna say I'm a fan of DC. I'm really sorry. Hey, Shazam was really good. 
I haven't I haven't seen it, but I'll I'll reserve judgment. But just like I really feel like they don't pay enough attention to the relationships and to the characters that we're supposed to be like interested in. Like Marvel, like DC has a really strong following with Batman and Wonder Woman and the Justice League and all that. I think. Yeah. Can I just jump in on DC? There are no like decent characters. The characters are either really amazing, like Batman, Mm. or just dreadful, like Superman. Yeah. So like, hey, hey, what the hell? Yeah, I, I'm hating <laughs> no, 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 no. on Superman because he's just so bland, boring. He's like Captain America to me. But that's but what worse. you want. That, well, my like, issue... like for me, I like these kind of characters mm. who the idea is that not they're that so they perfect. have to change themselves, but they have to change the world around them. See, so I they're like not dealing that. with I d- an I do like that. Yeah, uh, my issue comes with that. where it it's like preachy from that character's perspective. Yeah. Well, my issue comes with with the thing of Superman is it's like if the Justice League don't have Superman, they're screwed. Whereas like, and it was like, I really liked no, that they didn't do this. Batman would be Superman in Batman v Superman. That was bullshit. Batman wouldn't yeah. cut Batman would definitely so, I'm be sorry, Superman. 100% but... Batman would Are you be joking Superman. me? Though? Yeah, he is just a man and that is why he would be a god. There's this Dead absolute science. crickets no. right come now. Come on, guys. Come <laughs> None on. of us agree with you. Uh, well, look, so going back to what you're saying about relationships though yes. with DC, it's interesting because when they actually do relationships well mm. you can see the film as well so like in Shazam like I, I won't spoil anything well. for you guys mm. but the, ca- the relationships are part of why that film works so well and yeah. Wonder Woman the best thing about that film is the relationship between oh, Gal Gadot and, and Chris Pine's characters yeah, yeah. I, like, I cried in that movie like not even yeah 100% I, yeah. and like you can see when the relationships aren't as well established and I think I think as well just thinking about like like relationships in movies in general is you can have the most like intricate character, but if you can't relate to them on some level, like like a lot of the relationships ring true for so many people because you've experienced it, and you can mm. just like, I okay, this is something that I'm like familiar with, um, and then I can like build on this and learn from it, and like it can be, or you know, I can like actually be um, drawn into this character and care about their life and just you know? pulling it back to Spider-Man that's why the yeah. dynamic between um, Peter Parker and Zendaya's character works so well yes. MJ because yeah. just the, it's and just it's a familiar thing where you yeah. know two people like each other but they don't want to say it and you know yeah. like this the entire teen aspect of, of of the recent Spider-Man films has been I something I really enjoyed it makes me so, I so happy I can really really believe their little teen romance it's just like i mean as someone who watches really really shitty like (laughs) teen romance i love it (laughs) i love that it's like sneaking its way into my marvel films i'm so happy and can we talk about that post credit scene (gasps) Um, which one huh jay jonah jameson oh he's back at jk simmons Simmons. as well i literally got up out of my seat and just about did the cringiest thing I've ever done. I was like, whoa! <laughs> I did, I, my jaw was on, on the floor. I just, I couldn't... I, like, I genuinely couldn't believe it. I'm JK really Simmons excited for this next really one, but... Old, though, I have oh to say, God. poor JK. Uh, he looks kind of old. Nah, he's I'm, great. I love he, JK. I, mean, I love him old, so much, but, like, but like that bald patch, <laughs> that is really quite stark from like um, the, the Raimi trilogy. <laughs> It's, like it's, having a full head of hair and then know, 10 years later like it's fine we, you, we all age it's all good it's you true. Know? he's still he's, he's getting better with age he's like a fine one acting we love wise that. he's That's, acting wise he's amazing we love like, that I'm just saying like the bald patch with the, shave it off <laughs> shave off the side Things, yeah, you, nobody wants to see an island. Let's yeah, be real. You that's what I'm saying. Like, JK, if you're listening, <laughs> please get rid of the island, man. We love you. <laughs> I love you. You're a fantastic actor, but it's not doing much for you, man, the island. 
I gotta say. <laughs> so just quickly before we finish up on Spider Man, what do we think? Do we think that this is going to be a massive consequence for Peter now that everyone knows that he is Spider Man? I'm, I'm almost. It's such an interesting. I think way the to world's going to be divided between people that know him going to be like, no. I don't know how they're going to take it because Spider Man's thing. Yeah. Is that his his identity remaining a secret is a massive part of his character, mm. and to me it feels almost like a disservice to MJ because she didn't get to keep the secret for that long, like half half a movie maybe, if that. Mm. She had to keep the secret. And but then, don't you think we've seen that story play out in all the previous Spider-Mans? It's kind of I like yeah. the different approaches they've taken. So. Yeah, it's, and, it's, and also it's you new can draw the, Yeah, and you can draw the comparison to. Um, Iron Man revealing that he was Iron Man and then at the end of his first film and I think that there was mm. a lot of similarities in the but way that I that think was the way that oh that my god I didn't notice that because oh, yeah. Tony, oh. Tony Stark was always well I don't necessarily draw the comparison because Tony outed himself as a choice to make himself a yeah, more symbol powerful, and, yeah. to, and to redeem himself um, and yeah, of P- course, Peter yeah. was outed by Mysterio as a trick. He didn't mm. want to be outed, and also outed as a villain. Exactly. Yeah. As well, which is an another important thing. That people's thing. perspective on the heroes. Yeah, because because it, it's not only like yes, if his identity was leaked, it'd be like, yeah, all right, he's still a hero. People are just gonna be like, yeah. you know, that guy that finally is like, oh my god, I love Spider Man. Oh, what up, Peter? You, you know, <laughs> idiot. Yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, that's that's always been a, a yeah, thing but for me. like. It's like Peter Parker and yeah, I, I don't know. Mm, I don't know. But I just fan. think I, I'm I'm interested to see what they do with the whole villain thing because sure. the media has been shown to be very um, difficult to deal with in past Marvel films. So yeah, right. Like I'm I'm interested to see like what happens with Peter's life now that everyone have, thinks he's evil. I have a bit of a prediction as far as that mm. goes. I I think they're going to retcon it. What? I, I nah, no way. The MC you don't wreck. Wait, on. I'm confused. They wreck not, on not hard what? things like that. Oh, I can, don't know. Sorry, yes. can I please have an explanation of what retcon oh, is? Oh, they're going to basically. It'll be like they're just going to kind of find a way around it so that Peter can keep his identity secret. Like just oh, trying, like, you know, okay. in movies when it's like the whole "it was a dream" trope. That's retconning, uh, basically. Uh, or like Doctor Who, where they're just like, <laughs> "Let's yeah, reset let's time." Just reset time, and yeah, yeah. yeah, in Doctor Who, quite a few times. So that is basically retconning. Yeah. So. No, I don't think Marvel generally doesn't do that. Like that's one thing that I like is they have consequences. Like there's nothing yeah. worse than I was reading a book series a little while ago. Okay. Um, and so it's a book, a set of three. I think there's four now, but there's there's three in the first one. The protagonist dies and then is brought back to life from magic. In the second one, things happen. Her partner dies and is brought back in the same way. Oof. And I'm like, if in this third one, someone, someone doesn't dies. die, I'm going to be really freaking upset. And then in the third one, no one died, but one of the characters had to give up her powers. And I was kind of like, I guess... I look. So the MCU, I will say, the MCU has done retconning well in the past. Mm. So retconning Thor the way that they did in Ragnarok into the kind of humorous character yeah. worked. Oh, yeah. Like retconning can work. And I don't know, there might be a that way... That felt more like can... character development, though. Yeah. Right? yeah. But that I think there might be a way yeah. that they can pull this off decently. Because I, I'm just not a fan of Spider-Man's identity being revealed. I just think that Yeah, that it doesn't... is a very big part I, I, I agree with you in terms of like the... The essence of the character is mm. to be kind of hidden, but I just think that yeah. into, if we're going to see like six or seven more films with Spider-Man, yeah, in it, I think Though, we just need to get more. Like, it's getting tiresome. Like keeping apparently the, this the this next up. one's going to be the 
there's only going to be four with Tom Holland as Spider-Man. I don't know if they're going to keep going. Do yeah, I, I heard four or five, so yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I think, I think his contract... Spider-Man. I think his contract was... Oh, he was... No, his contract was he was going to be in four films. Yeah. So he He's was... been in four now, hasn't he? But he, oh, he, maybe... he actually came out personally and said in the He's interviews... He's been in five now. No, because he slipped up and said that there was going to be three... In an There's interview, he, you know, yeah. where he slips up and yeah. you know, says things. He said yeah, one where that. he was like, oh, after Far From Home, there's there's yeah. one more and then it's and then it. The that's French it. Yeah, but, like, but oh, he that's also... That's scoop. Yeah. <laughs> that's a scoop. <laughs> but but he, also, he also said that he would do Spider-Man films as long as they asked yeah. him to. Yes. So. Well, and I... Right? Please. Yeah, 100%. Tom Holland is Spider-Man forever. Please. <laughs> so, I, don't I was know. speaking to a friend of mine the other day Uh-oh. and... Now that we're playing with this idea of like the multiverse potentially, <gasps> we gotta have. We, oh yes, yeah, do a crossover with, Ma- have, with Miles. W- no, can we have Tobey Maguire? Yes. and Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man oh my God, yes. come into the Please. MCU that would be alongside Tom Holland. That, like I think that would be my Spider-verse. all-time favorite. Yes. Like a doing Into the Spider-Verse, but live action with Maguire and Garfield and how incredible Holland. would that be? I want have that. those three work together like. Oh man, that would I, seriously be something special. I think that would, that would just like yes. And then please. seeing the differences between like Garfield and Holland's web shooters and like uh, mm. Tobey Maguire's like body and even horror even the different way that thing. even so, the like, different way that they even play the Spider Men, <laughs> Spider Men, Spider Men, Spider Men. No, but like the I spider mean, Spider People. <laughs> oh yuck! <laughs> um, we are the Spider People. <laughs> oh, I hate that. That's, <laughs> that <laughs> That gives me really gross visions. Okay. And then um, they get Shelob from Lord of the Rings. Oh, uh, yeah. And uh, Aragog from Harry Potter. No. <laughs> and then the um, spider people unite and this. take over the world. I hate um, this scenario so much. This is, this is the plot of Spirit 2. <laughs> oh, I swear to, to God. Spirit has to stop the spider spirit, people. Yeah, Spirit has to defeat the spider people. <laughs> horses versus oh the my spider God. people. No, okay. So look, I'd pay to see that. <laughs> spirit 2, horses versus spiders. <laughs> um, spirit, the spirit of a spider. The spirit of a spider. Like oh. Of a spider. <laughs> oh man, too much. Anyway, that, so that yeah. pretty much closes up um, mm. our talk on Spider-Man: Far From Home <laughs> and the and the end of Phase Three for for Marvel. Yes. Excited to see what comes next. But something that is coming up um, in 2020, and you guys just recently watched this, and I watched it the other mm. day, was the uh, Mulan trailer. Yes. Yeah, now, I know that Mulan is another film that's, you know, it's one of these Disney adaptations. Um, we're getting a whole bunch of them at the moment. I'm such a fan. I yeah, love Disney. I'm, I'm loving the live action. I loved the Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, I, like, I feel like they're just like, they're pretty harmless, I suppose. You know, they, they're going to make money, that, which hopefully is going to exist to fund more original Disney surely. films in the future. So well, I, I'm, 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 pretty sure they, I'm pretty sure they said that they've got like a bank of stories that they want to do. Um, but it's just finding the right time to do them. Like, yeah, hundred percent. I mean, yeah. the, the argument can be made that you know it's harmful to the industry because it's you know you just well, make, I think you know, original stories getting funded over. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think their their thing with the with the whole like princess thing is they don't want to do like five white princesses and then like you know they want to spread it out a little bit. I think is what they said in some sort of press release that I read. Yeah, a right. While ago. <laughs> and maybe I'm making it up. I have no idea. Yeah. Well, I guess the first thing I realized from or like noticed from mm. that trailer was the the lack of the lack of uh of Mushu. <gasps> mm. I didn't Which notice. Makes me question his involvement in the film or not. 
Because I, I know that I, I thought I heard potentially that he might not be in it, which I'm gonna cry. Could be a deal breaker, but and maybe gonna, also not the song. Are they gonna do um, a more? Because I'm pretty sure Mulan is based on an actual person that yeah, was especially like, I think supposed it's based to on, like, exist. A, a legend so maybe sort. it'll be closer to the original story rather than the Disneyfied version. Yeah, right. And know? also, I think there was some um, when people rewatched that film in hindsight. I think some people have issues with the kind of jokes that get made i think i, I mean it was 1992 yeah, um it's, yeah. there's gonna be some things that we don't agree with nowadays yeah of course yeah <laughs> no but i'm honestly i'm so excited she's like she's just she looks so strong and so badass but like she has long hair though which <laughs> i'm kind of confused about surely we'll get a cutting off the hair sequence I, I need to i need that in my life no but i'm so excited what do you reckon tom well, I don't know. It looks very interesting. I like. Sorry, I was just kind of. I zoned out. Like, so I was reading the um, Wikipedia page for the Mulan um, <laughs> movie. Um, yeah, I'm not too sure. I never really. I can't really remember Mulan very well. I think I watched it once when I was young, and then just I watched all the Disney films, and then mm. they all kind of blend together almost. But, <laughs> just remember the um, I'll make a man out of you sequence. Yeah, I, that's, I remember that sequence. Freaking quality um, sequence, honestly. Mine will be in the movie. Voiced by Eddie Murphy, right? I think in the original. Yeah, Eddie yeah. Murphy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, interesting character. I don't know. Maybe if they do, it will be interesting to see if they take these films and then make more of them and actually kind of create an overarching story. Like they relive the original story and then make maybe a, like a, a second one. Because I know there was there is yeah. There's a couple of Milans like though, isn't there? There's two. Was there a couple? Of yeah, there was a couple of Milans, okay. but they were kind of like straight to DVD. Um, so yeah, I think I I think I've like seen that, yeah. Milan two, but I well. can't quite remember. Like I, I think I have. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah, I mean, like, it's, it's just one of these things where, like, having someone like Mushu not be there is, like, it kind of it kind of annoys me just because the spirit of the film is kind of in these characters. And, like, I'm yeah. just not sure. Like, I'm 100% there for it. I feel like they'll be able to do it in more, like, a realistic kind of mm. way. And visually, it looks really great. Oh, my I think gosh, it yes. Uh, it looks, that was a beautiful-looking trailer, I must admit. Like, some, oh of the, some of the acrobatics that they were doing. Yes. And the, the fight choreography looks very... Um, like grounded and very for sure. faithful to the yeah. actual I'm sure it would be based off the of actual yeah. martial arts yeah. Yeah. they would have I'm, some experts in I I'm just, honestly yeah. I'm so excited to watch this though like yeah it looks really yes. good yeah. Um, so yeah 2020 I think it's coming out info. Mm-hmm. 2020 like spring so I'm sure I'm sure yeah I think it's spring yeah, spring, yeah. I'm sure we'll hear more about it as it is that, develops that's spring yeah. as in American spring American spring yeah. so, so uh, autumn or what no, uh, so it's what yeah about 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 mid mid year for us March is yeah. that autumn? I don't know. I don't do uh, opposites. Yeah. January, February, <laughs> March. Confusing. Yeah, March is autumn. March. It'll be late autumn. Yeah. Though, so, so March. It'll be, it'll be, it'll be March to April, May. It'll probably be, it'll probably be May. Can you tell that I, we, we graduated primary school. Yeah, we're educated. We do, Um So the, the other, the other Disney thing that we could talk about as well is the, Casting for the Little Mermaid film. Yeah, yes, that's interesting. So, who? What's the name mm. of the actress that they actually cast? I'm not. I'll pull her up. I don't remember. But she is a. Um, for those listeners who don't know, um, a Little Mermaid film was announced. Uh, some images were released, and Ariel is a, a black actress now. Um, I mean, I personally don't really buy into the whole contro- controversy surrounding it. Like, I don't really think anyone. Yeah, it's really cares. Well, her her being white isn't crucial to the story no because it's a, like it's, it's a fictional it's like a like, mermaid yeah, yeah. it's, it's like i'd animal, understand basically. if Creature. i'd understand if they changed 
say Elsa to a, a black actress or Moana to a white actress where yeah. their stories are intrinsically tied to about the location the location yeah. yeah and then thereby their skin color precisely um but like she's under the sea yeah like it, it, she's she's, she's a, she's a fictitious creature, right? so she's not even human yeah so it's like why worry exactly and if the actress is a good actress then surely that's the reason why she'd been hired because she was a good actress that that did well in the interviews and um, yeah and i i think i think they base these things a lot off their overall performance skills so i know that um so the girl's name is is hallie bailey has she done um, much else or uh not so much but she is um she's one of the half of a singing group called chloe Times Haley. Okay, oh, I love so her. essentially, she must be a good singer. Essentially, she must be a good singer. Um, she obviously looks like she fits the part. Um, in terms yeah. of like, she's a good-looking girl, and you know, I think that that's probably they're probably trying to sell the entire package. So yeah. I think it, I think it'd be fine as long as you know she. I'm sure she's a she's about I think the right age to have grown up with the films. So it's yeah. probably something that she holds close to her. So they probably took a lot of these into consideration her vocal performance her actual performance Definitely. her relationship with the movies her mm. attitude towards right. the character she was probably just the best fit like and her yeah. race what didn't even come into it and yeah. that's what we've been crying out for in hollywood for ages just choose the best fit yeah and I, than, I literally yeah, i wrote about like this in washing or something or, or yeah 100%. well i wrote about this in one of my assignments this year actually um where i was talking about a lot of um talking about like representation in specifically theatre because that's my degree but um all sorts of things like film and all that um and if you look at hamilton like the 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 musical yeah aaron burr um one of the angelica schuyler um both of those are black actors and they would not have been historically because they were it was like america you know people that were higher up were white but those actors were chosen because they were the best and I mean, they gave fantastic performances. Like, obviously, I haven't seen it, which is like real sad. But I've seen bootlegs. <laughs> um, but you know, it's like we want this. We want exactly what you said. We want yeah. the best people to be chosen for the roles. Um, and I know a lot of people were crying out about how it's like, oh, it's like making a statement. Like you know when, like your grandma says something that isn't offensive and then asks to be like c- congratulated on it. It's like thank you for being. Not an okay grandma. human. Thank you for doing yeah, it's like it's that same thing. It's like people. It. Yeah. yeah, it's like people are saying that Disney is the grandma, like doing yeah, something right. that's nice and then expecting to get you know insane props <laughs> for it. But I don't think that's what they're doing. Like, I mean, for I me, know. like I I hate it either way. So I hate it when um, people complain about sort of like uh, you know too much um, you know one way or the other so too much whitewashing or too much you know uh, people of color because for me it should just be about the particular performance of the actor or actress Mm. so it happened a lot when um tilda swinton was cast as the ancient one in doctor strange yeah that's right in the comics she's supposed to be of uh, asian some some Mm. asian descent i I can't remember which particular descent but she's tibetan tibetan something like that yeah that's where it's set yeah (laughs) so i think she's supposed to be tibetan in oh no it's nepal Oh, well, was oh, it? Oh, sorry. It was either Tibet or Nepal. Sorry, I'm really those, sorry. In those places. <laughs> anyway, she was supposed to be from that region. Yeah. Um, and she wasn't, obviously, Tilda Swinton is Caucasian. Mm. Um, and there was a lot of. But Tilda Swinton's clearly a fantastic actress and was yeah, probably she did the that best role person so well. for the part. And, you know, I just. 
it, it, it kind of angers me either way when people complain about mm. too much racial sort of you know i mean just cast the best person and yeah. enjoy their performance yeah and i think i are. think unless the the skin color is specific to the role like it is like if it is part of their character yeah like, like especially you have black panther be even even if he would do a fantastic job of it like that's not the character or like especially if, if moana which is like a yeah it's supposed to be it, a, like it's not, from it's not Samoan, is it it's, yeah yeah it's the yeah. islanders i don't think they're specific or if they made a movie yeah. about like you know the brave high if they did like some scottish right. Mollis and they cast like yeah. somebody who wasn't scottish yeah, from, like, it's like, Argentina that's, exactly yeah, yeah. So, it's like that's know, a specific somebody from like africa it would be kind of jarring and kind of weird yeah like, of course it's and at the end of the day it's kind of a tedious debate because it's like just yeah it's a touchy it, thing it sucks and, that we still are in an age where this is part of the conversation unfortunately yeah like, you but know, it's getting better though it is getting better i just you know it's i think it's better that we're talking about it than ignoring it for Precisely, sure like yeah, it's yeah. Yeah, it's it's better that we can talk about it and address it, and then and of move course I'm not, I'm not defending people who are you know angry that mm. Ariel is is black just because they're racist. Like obviously those people are horrid yeah. individuals. They're <laughs> not very nice, and I wouldn't particularly want to interact with them. But like, I just I kind of I I take. I take people's upset towards it if they're genuinely upset because the original character was white, mm. but I don't think it holds water with a, a mythical creature like a mermaid. If she was yeah. like hundred percent, if she was like a, a human woman who was was white and her story was about some kind of European struggle or like yeah. historical thing, mm-hmm. I get it. It had more ground for for yeah. If, if she was like a polar bear, mermaid. if she Come yeah, on. if she was part polar bear and it's like you. They're really pale in that. <laughs> what are you talking about? Well, no, I'm just I'm I'm making a comparison. But it's like if know, Ariel was it. part polar yeah. bear, yeah, right. then her being white would be important because yeah. like obviously skin would need to get the Where limited the sun. If, if, if they were if they were to make a um a live action spirit remake and the horse was a different <laughs> color, you know, there would be if the horse was like instead of red being instead like of tan, yellow, like yellow tan. It wouldn't be oh in the spirit God. of the cinnamon. No, for sure. Did you just say the cinnamon? <laughs> That's what I call it. Oh my god! Oh wow! That's so wrong. Okay. No, that's definitely correct. Oh, as a as a as a fan, I'm this. deeply offended that you just called it the cinnamon, not the cimarron. But the cinnamon, <laughs> the cinnamon, cimarron. Whatever. We're moving past it. Let's move along. And <laughs> we're moving. We're moving now onto something that uh, Tom wanted to bring up and discuss. Um, another perhaps casting. That's right. Mismatch, or mm, yeah. to some people a good casting. It's interesting. We're so, talking about um, yeah. the The Witcher game and book series is something that people have enjoyed. I've tried to get into it. I played the first Witcher um, years ago. I tried to play the second one. I just I couldn't get into it. Same with the third. Um, I've I've tried, and I know they're critically critically acclaimed, but I could never really. Sorry, <clears throat> I'm still a little bit sick. This is if proof that we nose. weren't lying when Tom was sick. Yeah, I was I was dreadfully <laughs> ill, um, and so I'm a little bit a little bit crusty right now. Um, anyway, um, Henry Cavill has been cast as past cast as Geralt from The Witcher. Mm. And if you don't know, Geralt is this really buff guy who's um, got like long, flowing white like shock of white hair. Oh, is he like the main dude? The main dude from The oh, Witcher. Yeah, and the yeah. Witcher is basically like a monster hunter. Like, we love. Um, and he's kind of like the last of, like, well, the last of the witches and stuff. Mm. And it's like, it's kind of a cool idea. And it's the based off a book good. series, isn't it? It's based off a book yeah. series. It's based off a game series, which is based off a book series. 
Right. So, yeah. so um, it's very it's a very popular book series. I hear very popular. A lot of people really love this series. Um, mm. It was originally written by a, I think a Polish author and translated into English. Right. Okay. Um, and it it's some of the most popular fantasy of our generation. Mm. Um, and the games have also been incredibly popular. But Hen- Henry Cavill has been cast, and man, I, I don't know. He doesn't seem to like. Is, uh, yeah. He's a terrific actor on his own. Yeah, he's he's yeah. a very pretty boy though. He is. And like Ger- he's Geralt's he's like buff, rugged, but he's right. pretty. Yeah, yeah. Gerald is not a pretty man. He's a he's a buff yeah. gentleman. Yeah, um, even just looking at the comparison shots between you know uh, Henry Cavill and the character, yeah. you can see yeah. there are distinct differences. You know, if, how's if, the yeah. white hair gonna look? Yes. If like, look, don't I know what we're talking about when we talk about Geralt. Just imagine Rhaegar Targaryen from Game of Thrones, <laughs> and that's basically Geralt. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'd I'd see Henry Cavill as like going back to Disney, like maybe like Flynn Rider, where he's kind of like that pretty, but not even. Yeah right. Um, but like he's like he's a. Yeah, he feels more like he should be a, in the Little Mermaid. Yeah, yeah, he, he should, should Prince he Eric. Should, yeah. I, Prince Eric. I'd yeah. I'd take him as Prince Eric. I don't know if I'd take him as like a rugged man. <laughs> yeah, for which sure. is you know? why he's such a weird choice for Superman yeah. as well for me because he's not. Kind I, I think it's a great Superman choice personally. I think he's yeah. been done. Well, because he's yeah. he's like he's he like above reproach. Like he's That's he's true. beautiful. He he's clean. He's got the chin. Yeah. He got the hair twelve. Yeah. He's got it. Yeah. I, yeah, if we want to kind of get, lean on DC again for a bit, like, I Aquaman? think the casting for DC has actually been really good. It's mm. just been some of the direction and performances have been quite bland. Okay, but wait. Anyway. We can freaking tie this to the mermaid point where, okay, <laughs> in if you all have seen the um, original Aquaman design where he's like this pasty, yeah. skinny white boy and no one complained when it was Jason Momoa instead. No, because Jason Momoa is a fantastic actor. Yeah. It's so, just, it's an and like, a little point. Yeah. And they're both under the sea. It connects. Anyway, yeah. back <laughs> to the witch. Both have singing crabs. Um, it's, 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 yeah, it's being developed for Netflix um, as a Netflix TV mm. series. I'm excited to see how it goes and how they go about it because, yeah, I just need to replay those games and kind of get a feel for it. Um, and, uh, yeah, but The Witcher, not much information, just a lovely little poster. Admittedly, quite a cool looking poster with. Henry Cavill. I think it's Henry Cavill. Is it C- Cavill or Cavill? Cavill. I'm not sure. Um, it d- it depends where you're from. I think a lot of Americans call him Cavill, but oh, I'm, I'm I call him Henry with... Cavill. Yeah. I'm going to go with that because I'm just unique and He's cool. Been... I've always called him Cavill and no one's ever corrected me. So Yeah, yeah that's fair. I feel like it's correct enough. Anyway, it's beside this point. Anyway, so <laughs> now we move into something that you wanted to talk about, Sabrina. Yes. Which is, um, yeah, I'll let you introduce yeah. the idea. Um, okay, so we were kind of talking last... or it, the topic came up last time of how of creators growing as they go throughout their journey metamorphosis yes i will say that um and i was saying that i really really like seeing that growth and seeing that change and i still do i still maintain that point but i read a book um the other day called um <laughs> Give me a second. A, 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 about grace by anthony doa okay um now i picked up this book um because i had read anthony doa's other book all the lights we cannot see which is fantastic it's oh yeah i've actually heard of that book yeah, yeah it's like set in world war ii times it's a, a blind french girl and a boy in the um in hitler's youth mm-hmm. and it is oh my god it's so well written it's so emotional and like it's just I love it, and there's like a little bit of like fantasy in there, like like just right. a just a touch, like not too much. It's so good, 
And I picked up About Grace because I'm like, it's this same author. I'm sure I'll love his stuff because generally that's how it goes. But I really, really struggled to connect with this book. Um, for reference, it's about um, it's about this man who sees things in his dreams, <coughs> but not all the time. Like he'll occasionally he'll have a dream about something happening and then he'll see it, you know. Right. Um, but and it's what's not, the second book called? Um the one that I read second was yeah. about grace about grace. That's yeah. right. And so he, um, goes through his life and it's essentially about him. He, he left his wife and daughter when his daughter was like a couple of months old because he had a dream that she was going to die. And he was like, if I, like, I don't want to deal with her possibly dying, like having to see her die. So he flees and there's this whole thing about him coming back and trying to find her. And Yeah. And you didn't like the book? I no. didn't. No. I, I Normally I can read like 100 pages to an hour. Like I'm a pretty fast reader. But I was struggling to get to 50 pages now. Like ah, it was just, it didn't have that same like emotional connection. Maybe the character was too different from me and I couldn't connect to it. I don't know. But I just found that the writing style was so different. Like in... Um, or the light we cannot see it was very poetic kind of not quite poetic but it was just it was beautiful like it was such a pleasure to read in this one it was a bit more like scientific almost okay um and it was just really weird and i think it's impressive that this author managed to write two so separate books like most like a lot of authors you'll see they kind of write the same thing every time yeah, they have a genre, for example. Yeah, right? like like Sarah J. Maas. I love her books to yeah. bits. But They're if you look similar. at Throne of Glass and A Court of um, Thorns and Roses. A Court of Thorns and Roses, yeah. Yeah, I was like, Akata, yeah. Um, if you look at those, they're kind of the same story. Like, I, I don't get me wrong. I freaking love those books. I have read them so many times. But they both have a female protagonist who is kind of weak at the start and then grows stronger and then she meets a dude and the first dude that she meets is too like cushy for her like he's just not what she needs and then the second guy that she finds or you know the next at yeah. some point guy that she finds is like her ideal person her mate right so you know? it's pretty interesting because like you get yeah. because so now we've offered like two different perspectives right yeah. so we've seen where an artist has followed up their work with something less impressive and then where they've started well, out sure, really good yeah. and offered something that is kind of the same formula. It's kind of either yeah. the same formula or just isn't as mm. good. But it's it's interesting though, because like I mean I love I love Sarah J. Mars, even though I'm like you you walk into her books and you kinda know what, what to expect. What you're get. Yeah. Well sometimes that familiarity can be can Ex- be pleasant. You yeah. Know, like, comforting, yeah. Um, no, definitely. For sure. But then I guess sometimes on to counteract it it doesn't work. So yeah, I, kinda... I'm a massive fan of mm. Damien Chazelle, the film director. Mm. He directed Whiplash, which is one of my all time oh, favorite yeah, films. That's a good one. Then he followed up with La La Land, which is an amazing, great film as well. And then Are his you third film hate was coming me? out. If I say I didn't like La La Land? Well, you know, your penis is wrong. So. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, he followed up with his third film, and obviously the first two I loved personally, mm. so I was really, really excited for his third, third film. It was First Man last year, which was the um, the film about um, Armstrong, the man who landed on the moon. Oh, Manor. yeah. Nice. And essentially, I was really excited for that. I was mm. His films are always super tense, and I thought that the whole film was going to be a kind of follow a similar fashion, which is going to be about... Um, the kind of rigorous training that like astronauts go through and kind of mm. how like how threatening it is to kind of approach something that's never been done before yeah but then the film was ultimately far more delicate and it was far more about this kind of man who had 
lost a daughter and I don't know. It just, it yeah, just left me feeling very... it wasn't as gritty very, as his... Yeah, because yeah, Whiplash is a really gritty film. Oh, 100%. Like, there, def- there were moments when I was like, oh my God, do I want to watch this? Suspenseful. But like, it's so good. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And yeah, I just feel like, yeah, sometimes you get really excited for for an artist's work in any field yeah. and then you can kind of be let down. Yeah. Well, if somebody breaks the tone of what they've usually done historically or previously, it can kind of be a bit jarring for a viewer yeah. or a reader. It's, or It's not necessarily a bad thing, like no. inherently. No, no, I think... No. I think, it, I think both there's nothing inherently wrong with either method like either kind of doing the same kind of thing consistently or changing it up Mm. a lot i I think think people need to change things up to keep it interesting because if you're a creator and you just do the same thing for 20 years some people might find that fulfilling but some people might just want to you want to see some evolution in their work right precisely oh yeah at least an evolution in quality right you want to see people get better as they create more yeah 100 um, um, not to say that people start always start off bad some people just have a natural talent but yeah um you know I, I, um, with maybe the exception of george lucas you can kind of see like people progressing in their work and getting <laughs> from like bad to good instead of from good to bad but, yeah. yeah yeah there's um so the 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 series that i told you guys about a couple of weeks back um mm. Uh, Chernobyl, which is just a, yes. one of uh, an old-time yes. terrific television series. I need to get into that. Mm, I need to watch uh, it. it was created by Craig Mazin, mm. and basically his work in that show is unbelievable. He's mm. just created this show that is just basically perfect. And oh. um, his previous work up until that point does not demonstrate what that <laughs> show is at all. Yeah. So Chernobyl is this tense, gritty, sometimes almost like horrific kind of like really dark. unsettling mm. dark show. Yeah. And his previous work is uh, The Huntsman, uh, Winter's War, oh. The Hangover Part 3, the hangover. Identity Theft, Scary Movie 3 and 4. Wow. Wow. He what, is, a, yeah. so wow what, what a evolution. Range. Like, like, <laughs> yeah, for sure. And I think that that is kind of like an example of like where you see like someone's really kind of taken a different approach and yeah. succeeded. No, exactly. Yeah. And I think, I don't think I there's necessarily, more. I don't think that He's about writing the new Grace. Charlie's Angels film. Oh, oh is he with, um, with Patty Stewart? Yeah. Mm. Nice. Yeah. I don't. I mean, I don't think necessarily about Grace is a bad book. Like it really did have its merits at some point, um, and I think another reader might love it. I just didn't resonate with it, with my own personal opinion, and it, it was just interesting to finish the book and contrast to how I felt after All the Light We Cannot See. Because I mean, I I cannot I cannot stress how much I love that book. Like it yeah. was so freaking heart wrenching and powerful um and yeah i i don't know it was just really interesting it's just a little little point that i wanted to make (laughs) yeah for sure that seems nice so now we're going to be moving on to another segment of ours which is the what we've been watching segment so who would like to start us off today oh well um i am still on my uh watch through of better call Saul, the one that i spoke about a few weeks ago i took a little hiatus between uh series three and four and just re-watching series four it's really interesting. Um, I just I love Vince Gilligan and Peter Gould's work, um, and they're just a couple of really fantastic directors with a really great vision. I just love Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad. It's just some of the greatest television around. Um, so yeah, what what have you guys been up to? Uh yeah. So I'll I'll start us off. So I've been watching quite a fair bit actually recently. I've been really up in my game with what I've been watching. So. Just to quickly run through a couple of things, I've been rewatching the second season of Big Little Lies, which um. Oh, I haven't seen that that one yet. I've yes. seen the first season. The first season is terrific. Mm. Um, the second season is good, 
maybe not as good yet, but still super entertaining. The characters are amazing. Meryl Streep is a fantastic addition to the show. Oh my god, I love that. And um, yeah, just really enjoy being kind of back in in this kind of bitchy uh, preschool mum world, which is really good. Yes. The other show I've been watching is Euphoria, which has just started with um, starring oh, Zendaya. Yes. Um, and that is a terrific show. Absolutely, visually one of the best around at the moment. It's just doing crazy stuff with its mm. camera work and. Um, it's really all about kind of our teens that deal with kind of like drug addictions and stuff. And Zendaya yeah. is playing just absolutely out of this world performances. I've never yeah. seen anything uh, that Zendaya's been in apart from Spider Man. So right, I'm yeah. not this is completely familiar. out of like that realm. She's playing like a, a completely different character. In I itself. love that. And the, the, one of the main selling points of the show is that it um, features um, as one of the co leads a um, a trans actor. And the story yeah. essentially isn't really built around that character being trans, which is oh, kind of a like, bit of like a refreshing thing. Yeah. Oh, I love which that. Which is kind of cool. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. The, uh, the other thing I've been watching, which I'm really excited to talk about, yes. is um, Boon John- Bong Joon-ho's uh, news film, Parasite. So he's the director of Snowpiercer and Okja. I'm not mm. sure if you guys saw oh, any of those I saw two Okja. films. Oh, my God. As a, as a, like, a vegan. Yeah. Holy moly. Yeah. That and was that was a heavy film. Definitely. I, I really enjoyed that film. And that kind of introduced me to his work. And I kind of yeah. have been back re-watching some of his older stuff, especially. He's a South Korean director. Mm. And um, he's made some amazing films back in his home country. Mm. And um, now he's getting... This film won the Palme d'Or at Cannes, mm. which is like the biggest... Essentially, it's like winning the Oscar at like the Cannes yeah. Film Festival. Yeah. Wow. Um, so it's, it was I it was on my radar for a while, but I did was not ready for it to blow me away quite how it did. Mm. It's just... It's incredible. I'll give you like the general rundown without spoiling anything. It's about a family of four who are all unemployed and essentially they hustle this rich family into giving them each a job without realizing that they're all related. Oh. And essentially, it's about them kind of keep trying to keep up this this facade, facade essentially, yeah. and shit just hits the fan. It gets hectic. It's tense. It's exciting. Oh, I it love like that. it's borderline. It's 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 funny as well, mm. but it's also just exhilarating. And the whole time you'll be sitting there, like it doesn't sound like the kind of film that you'd be tensing and like yeah. sweating over, but it is so intense. And um, yeah, it's just probably one of the best cinema experiences I've had in a long time. I had to go back and see it again. Uh, the very next day because I was just I just had to see it again. I love <laughs> yeah. that. So yeah, highly recommend it to anyone oh. who's listening or interested in that kind of thing. Excellent. Yeah. What no, about definitely. you, Sabrina? Recommendation. Um, I've been <laughs> I've been watching Suits at the moment actually. <laughs> cool. Um, yeah, I like because I started watching it with my younger brother like last year or maybe two years ago. I don't know, but like we stopped watching and I picked it up again because I like wanted something to put on in the background, and it's honestly really good. Like it's it's quite cliche sometimes, but I love it. I just love about Suits. If I can jump in here quickly, yeah. just I we had this thing. I was watching it with my dad actually, mm. and um, we were like, we noticed this pattern where. Uh, I'm two, only up to season good, four, okay. so please don't it's spoil. Fine. It's okay. Yeah. So, in any given scene, they're in an office building. They're in somewhere. Mm-hmm. There's between two and five people having a conversation. Yep. Gets really dramatic. They reach the peak of the conversation. They have a conclude. Somebody makes a snappy one-liner, and then somebody turns and walks away. Every single scene in the show <laughs> is like that. It's like, look, okay, me. you might be right, <laughs> but that's part of its charm. Yeah, you know, for it's sure. Like... It's definitely like that kind of like slick, uh, yeah. fun, like yes. kind of snappy. It is. Not gonna, it's just, I know it's just a good this has probably been said a thousand times before, but I started watching it. and I was like, do I want to be a lawyer? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, right. The answer is no. <laughs> but yeah, like it's it's 
real good. But yeah. honestly, it's coming to an end actually um, with this yes, season. So, yeah, yeah. So, well, I've got a long way to go. Yeah, but yeah, I think it's like eleven they, seasons or something. They obviously it's yeah. not a big spoiler to say that they had to write Megan out somehow. Now, yeah, because she's yeah. Ago that they did that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, are you telling me she didn't come back to film and they just shot it in the Buckingham Palace? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah she didn't that. come back. Um, and mm. to my knowledge, like after the, she left and, and the actor who played Mike left with her, like, sorry for the spoiler. <laughs> <That's a> spoiler. <laughs> How's that a spoiler? I thought it's like maybe they broke up or something. Well, what, what, yeah. uh, <gasps> Sabrina, I'm sorry. <laughs> I thought you knew. No. Oh. We've just shit. spoiled suits here on the podcast. Oh, shit. That's it. I don't need to watch anymore. Well, no, you do, because you don't know what happens. They just wrote them out. Well, no, they didn't write Mike out, but, like... Just... You can't save just yourself stop now. <laughs> just, yes. just stop talking. You've Absol- lost so many points right now. <laughs> no, oh, listeners. I feel like I'm going to cry. Listeners, uh, the- take my side, please. No, everyone condemn him. I'm sorry. All right, guys, I the war begins. Are you Team Sabrina or Team Tom? <laughs> team was Sabrina. That a, was that an okay, was that an okay spoiler? I think that was an that okay spoiler. That was not spoiler. an okay spoiler. It's I have no clue. Spoiler. No. The show has to end somewhere. Whatever, I'm moving on. <laughs> anyway. Oh, God. Um. <laughs> oh, God, she really is angry at me, guys. It's She's fine. She's giving me some fucking evils right now. Whatever. Anyway, I've been focusing on reading, <laughs> so generally. Sorry. It's fine. So We're moving sorry. past it. It's fine. Um... <laughs> No, but I've been focusing on reading because I had 15 books to read this holidays because I just, I, I've never been one of those people that buys books before she's finished just the old ones, but I was this semester and now yeah. I have so many to read, yeah. but I've, I've gone through six so far, um, which I'm pretty happy with. Um, yeah, probably standouts might be, oh, I talked about this ages ago, but the Spellslinger series by right. Sebastian de Castell, so good. Read the, the fifth one. Right. Yes. You finished that now. Big yeah. fan. I think there's a couple more coming out, which I'm excited about. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Cool. Anyway. Nice. So now we're going to move on to the final section of today's podcast, which is our recommendation section, mm. where Sabrina recommends um, any piece of pop yes. culture to us and we a, watch it and review it. A little bit of a, a review, review, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, I kind of, I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago, but um, we did The Forest this time, which Lovely. is... La Forêt, yes. The the French um, crime show, I guess you'd say. Yeah, yeah, you'd call it like a almost yeah. like a mystery thriller kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, um, similar to Broadchurch yeah. in its kind of premise. Right. Yeah. yeah. Originally, when I introduced it, I thought it was supernatural because there is there's like this one little thing that's not really explained, but it kind of gives yeah, the whole show weird. a kind of a, a supernatural cast. For sure. But essentially, and we're just, to, just to say, we're going to spoil the show. Yeah. In this section, yeah. So yeah. I will say, I'll, I'll do a, I'll do a little like a thirty second for people who want to know what the series is about without right. getting spoiled. Um, but essentially it's set in this little French town right next to a forest um, and a girl goes missing um, and they don't know like where she's gone, what's happened to her. And in this forest, there have been a couple of girls that have gone missing before. So it's like, you know, it's the police trying to find it. Um, and, you know, of course... There's like, you know, some interpersonal things like the girl that went missing is the best friend of one of the policemen's daughters, which is like a little bit convoluted. But yeah. Um, Anyway, but oh, my God, I so did not. We're moving on to the spoiler section. I so did not expect that ending. Like Mm. the so for for those who've seen it, um, it's the the principal who does it. I did not. I 
honestly, for a good portion of, the, of it, I thought it was going to be Eve's dad. Yeah, like that, that's kind of where my inclination went thought. first. Yeah, yeah. Well, he, he definitely like, ended up being the red herring of it. Absolutely, show. he was definitely a red herring, yeah. and there were a lot of red herrings mm. in that show. Like, definitely, yeah. They, yeah. That, that was kind of one aspect of the show that I felt they did quite well, which was mm. the the kind of who's done it. Like the we're going to swap your stuff. your yeah. perception of it. Like it's not trying to reinvent the wheel in terms of like crime mm. drama. It's no. it's, no. it's set in a small it's, town. It's two yeah. cops who kind of their their different kind of opinions and personalities. They have to work together to kind of yeah. solve the mystery. Um, yeah. It's nothing like new in that regard, but, no, but I say like, that it's yeah. it's like this fun kind of engaging mystery that like I mm. felt like because it's such a short series, I could kind of follow yes. quite easily. And I was like, yeah, we're gonna find out who done it. Yeah, soon, so. yeah. I did. Yeah. I did. I took like a couple of notes while I was watching it, but I thought it was really well shot as well. Like yep. there weren't any moments where I was like, that's weird. That sure. like that shot is weird, or that editing choice is weird. Um, and I've definitely yeah, done that for I, a couple I, of films I, I recently. I didn't get the weird factor. That you, definitely, I thought it was it was competently done. I didn't think in terms of cinematography mm. there was anything to write. No, it wasn't. About. It wasn't like fantastic, but it no. was. You know, it was. It was. It was yeah, good. It was good. It was, it was um, yeah, I really liked that. I mean, a lot of European shows do this as well. There's like a a lot more of a focus on kind of gritty relationships. So I liked that um, the people, the characters were really quite diverse. Um, or not, not diverse, but like they were, they were well-developed is what I meant to say. Right. Um, and I like that the characters were given choices and then reacted in a understandable way. Like when, um, when Virginie found out that, found out about Vincent and Jennifer, yeah. um, her husband, um, and when he was like, I was out that night, but you can't tell anybody. And she, it gave, the show gave her the choice to say that or not to say it. And then she didn't. Cause she's like, I yeah. want to protect my husband, yeah, even though he's a, a dirtbag. Well, she got so Deckard said he was going to report her, right? Did he end up reporting mm, her? I don't think so. Oh, when when did, did he say he was going to report? In the final her? episode, he was like, "I have to report this" because he found out that she lied about her husband. Oh well, something. he probably did, but it wouldn't have been like a major. No, he said he was going to report her, but then they just didn't touch on it again after that. Mm, maybe they like, didn't. He I have was no like, idea. You know, I have to report this, and she said, "Yeah, yeah I know." And then that was it. Yeah. So yeah. we just assume that she got reported. And mm. then, like, would have probably lost her yeah. job. Yeah. But, like... No, have, yeah, yeah, definitely. Another another thing that I liked is there, there were quite a number of, like... It was quite a full circle show. Like, I really liked the little redemption arc in um, Oceane's dad... Yep. Cherry? Or yeah. That, I yeah. don't know. Yeah. That was, that was yeah. I, lo- I liked that. Yeah, that Thierry, he, yeah. yeah, Cherry. Yeah, he, like... So he killed Mr. Mendel's yeah. wife and... By accident, child yeah, by accident and, and then yeah, saved so. and then saved eve who was mr mendel's like adopted like new child yeah and i loved so you got that some, like, closure yeah that we regard. had like a little bit of a like yeah. a good character development it a just kind of came out of nowhere though he was just driving and was kind of in the right place <laughs> uh, but it kind of made sense though the, yeah. the explanation that they gave with him being a smuggler kind of sure, made yeah. sense yeah and now he got arrested for that yeah because yeah he just yeah and that was kind of him fessing up i suppose to some of the consequences of his actions which yeah, that's a fair, that's yeah. a fair thing so to do. It just felt, it just, yeah, mm. it lacked a bit of setup. And yeah. I'm going to be a little bit critical of the forest. I'm very sorry. No, it's um, fine. I liked it on the whole. I've definitely seen some far worse television. Yeah. I just, the characters felt, I kind of disagree with you. The mm-hmm. characters to me felt quite underdeveloped and they felt a little mm-hmm. bit 
With the exception of Eve, who probably had the most development. See, I don't everyone. know if I quite liked Eve. I didn't really like her as a, you know, I might probably, she was a bit weird yeah. and a, a bit too aloof for me to kind of relate yeah. to. Well, but... like, now that you draw my attention to it, I, I do agree. I think when I finished the show, I was, like, happy with the ending. Um, but I was definitely, I'm kind of like, I'm not going to rewatch it. Yeah. But it's still, it was, it was, I quite enjoyed it and I really like my crime shows. So I was like, this is good. It gave me... Like all the suspense that I wanted and all that sort For of sure. thing. Crime shows are hard yeah. to rewatch as a rule anyway. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, they're, the they're, they kind of tend to be like a one and done thing because the mystery yeah. is yeah. so the key gone. to the plot. Yeah. And, it yes. can be. I mean, I did rewatch a couple of episodes when I tried to get Tom to watch it because <laughs> spoiler alert didn't finish the series. I didn't quite finish. I got to the very last episode um, just before we started recording this podcast, and I just. Look, I yeah, I got about three quarters of the way through the final episode, and and it's just kind of like oh, I couldn't bring myself to finish it. I just mm. I don't know. I did think really I did think thing. the last episode could have ended a lot earlier. I liked that little thing with Eve going to find her real dad. Yeah, the clo- the closure of the but character is always nice. That, I just like, I just felt like it wasn't necessary and it was drawn out a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. That's where I tend to agree is that when a show like this show that because it mm. is so dependent on this idea of discovering the mystery and kind of you know yeah. the killer or kidnapper or whatever i'm um, getting uncovered and mm. disco- and er- everyone else finding out about it yeah when that does happen you lose a, s- a lot of momentum yeah because then it's the driving question is gone yeah, yeah. and then you're relying purely on the characters and if you don't connect with ev- each one of the characters mm. uh, an entire storyline or an entire part of the show can be considered like less entertaining you see, this, yeah. is a, um, this is something I think Broadchurch did incredibly well so the, I haven't seen Broadchurch are you going to spoil it I'm for me gonna, again I'll, very very <laughs> light I'm sorry you're never going to let me live that down are you I feel nope. really bad very light spoilers for Broadchurch but not major spoilers so you find out who did it so the, the kind of hook for Broadchurch is, is this boy is found dead on the beach mm. I'm not spoiling much the first mm-hmm. freaking five yeah, minutes of the episode um, this boy is found dead on the beach and when they catch the killer um there's still a couple episodes left and in fact the show mm. goes on for like three seasons and it's like three quarters of the way through the first season they catch the killer oh okay and it still the, manages to be still manages to be there re- a yeah. really yeah. great right. show well i think it's because of the characters yeah the i i would say like definitely I, I mean twin peaks is similar as well yeah. yeah i i do i do admit i tend to after i've seen us watched a series and had a bit of time to kind of like mull it over unless i absolutely hated it i tend to see it through rosy tint, like rose tinted glasses and i'm like For oh sure. that was so yeah. good there's always nostalgia as well yeah, yeah definitely yeah. um so i think definitely when you were like uh, i don't know if i like the characters i can absolutely see why yeah. i did like virginie though the the policewoman okay, i yeah. really liked her yeah, she's one of the better characters i, I thought, thought she yeah. was i she had a lot of like clear motives yeah and she was definitely she was very she was, I, I think i yeah. think both the musos were probably Pretty, pretty good as well. The... So obviously, was oh, that Vincent and Virginie? Yeah, Vincent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Their relationship yeah. was quite um, convincing. I liked. Yeah, uh, they were the, probably the only two characters that I liked mm. and could relate to. I did find Maya to be quite like typical teenager. Oh, that's probably and how I was she's like, written. Oh, I found her to be a bit ungrateful, like in the way like her parents yeah. kind of adopting her and taking care of her and then yeah but like... I don't think you can play that your parents adopted you out of the goodness of your heart no, card well, for a teenager though like, they clearly care <laughs> like, about her because it's and... still it's like I think even though I mean as someone who has I mean I'm not adopted but yeah. I know a lot of people who have been and it's still like they're still your parents so you're of still course. gonna get really freaking mad at them if they take your phone away right. it's not gonna be like a, oh but I guess I'd be in an orphanage instead <laughs> no that's well, I guess you're working like... in a Malaysian <laughs> shoe factory everyone. yeah oh my god that's not the uh, the, the point I was trying to make oh, the yeah. point I was trying to make is that 
like you know her parents go basically go to well her mum basically mm. goes to the ends of the earth to like save her yeah. and she just seems well, ungrateful think... even at the end oh, like... I, I didn't I don't think I got that sense though yeah. by the end I felt like she was like she, she was, was if yeah. not grateful she, they had like a mutual respect maybe. Yeah, yeah at least yeah like happy to see her mum I can understand yeah. I definitely felt like what you're saying in between you're like no, sometimes definitely the at the start written to be like she was oh god like yeah. she was very cliche and it was kind of like as a teenage well teenage for a month um you know as someone who has been a teenage girl i it's just kind of annoyed me to yeah. be like like we're not that freaking boring no, <laughs> like, and, and like, yeah, obviously like you, you and tom both having been teenage girls yeah uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah I, my experience as a teenage girl was very enlightening to my perspective <laughs> <laughs> playing a role or? well sabrina because yeah. i heard you weren't a teenage girl you're actually a teenage witch right I, well <laughs> well <laughs> stephen thinks he's so funny today doesn't he like, I, think. I have i will things. i will admit to like if you all have been following me on instagram please go follow me sabrina.white um i have been leaning into that teenage witch vibes so right. well i've only got a month oh. left i gotta i gotta like milk you this teenage teenage witch you'll, thing. Be the, you'll be the middle-aged yeah, witch. Yeah, yeah, middle-aged <laughs> whoa <laughs> excuse me i'm not like 40 um yeah well yeah you've been you've been kind of like with your witch books and stuff you know look you know what we, we won't touch on it but it's it's interesting stuff my dudes they are cool i, I they admit, look they're like, cool little book book things on my shelf it's like, a good time i admittedly it's, it's not my thing but like the way you're kind of like kind of playing it i like it it's cool <laughs> keep it up man thanks yeah you do you <laughs> yeah, yeah i'm yeah. low-key scared that you're gonna put a spell on us but like... <laughs> yeah i might curse him for freaking uh, spoiling suits for me that's true oh, yeah. tomorrow with like a couple of extra arms then yeah no oh. you, I'll, I'll give you a, a monobrow that can never be shaved off Oh, yeah. I already so shaved if you... a off. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man, pluck. That's the... <laughs> pluck, yeah. Anyway, guys, so oh that's pretty much going to wrap up our episode for this week. Um, yeah. It's been great, obviously, as usual. Um, just to give you some context for next week, um, we're going to be doing a special episode on Stranger Things. Yes, um, so special, like our akin to our Game of Thrones episode, we'll yes. be talking about the season three of Stranger Things, which... Me and uh, Tom have now seen, but Sabrina will be watching soon. Yes. yes. And there is some exciting news with that. We're actually going to be featuring in the next coming weeks our ver- first, our very first ever movie commentary. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. We'll be actually doing a um, sort of face cam style thing. So if you don't know what we already look like from our Instagram <laughs> posts, then you will know what we look like. And we can't wait to shatter your illusions. Um, <laughs> We, yes well that'll be going up on our youtube channel in the next yes. few weeks yep. and it'll be of us yeah. watching season three of strange things because yes. i haven't seen two or three yeah right. so i'm gonna catch up to season two then we're gonna do that and upload it and you all can see my genuine reaction to strange things and season me and three. try our hardest not to spoil it yeah i'm gonna try really hard i not swear to god <laughs> <laughs> um yeah the... and then our following week's episode will um will the review will, for that will be on the disney film treasure planet which, which is one of yes. my all-time yes. favorite animated films Excellent. and i'm excited to That's kind of my actual relive childhood. it um with these guys. yeah re- rewatch that i don't remember much about the treasure planet it's got the actually. little yeah it'll be good because we can't be like almost like a first, a first yeah. rewatch for, mm. for you guys i haven't seen it in a long time so i just remember the shit and that's about it but and the right. blobby and the blob yeah and the blob, the blob. Yeah, yeah. I can't wait to find out what the blobby is thank you yes morph. morph I think I loved him yeah he's great but I can't remember you love him yeah I All love right. him would say and anyway so um, yeah this is also the first week that we're going to be asking for questions from our listeners so essentially we want you guys to kind of send in um, questions for us could be about anything pop culture wise we're happy to 
pretty much discuss anything yeah. as long as mm-hmm. it's not little, little crazy or illegal. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah, crazy or illegal. Um, <laughs> please keep them also free of swear words. That would be lovely too. That'd be great. Um, if yeah. you, you can get You those, say that, but um, both of us swear quite heavily We in do, these. actually. Much more than Stephen does. Stephen manages to keep a lid on yeah. the kind of swearing, but Sabrina I'm, I'm, a, I'm a, I'm a just, I'm, I'm an Aussie. I can't yeah. help it. It's, it's, it's my culture. <laughs> you're what? Foul mouth. Oh, for some for some reason I thought you said like farm animal. Farm, I'm a farm and animal. That too. I'm a horse. Moo. Are you actually Matt Damon for any, in a horse any concerned yeah, listeners, we will be doing a uh, a movie commentary of Spirit. The yes, Will. yes, we will. The stallion of the cinnamon. At and you are going to have to listen stallion. to me singing to all of the theme music because I have it on my phone and listen to it regularly. Amazing. Sabrina, we're trying to gain fans. Hey, I have a good voice. Oh, Sometimes. Well, that bomb <laughs> you, can, you, can, you can send your questions in at Instagram at the Anything Everything Podcast, and you can send questions in on Twitter as well at Any Every Podcast using the hashtags Ask Anything Everything and hashtag Spirit Sucks Two K Nineteen. Don't no, forget to also hashtag one. if you're Team Sabrina or Team Tom. Team Tom. Uh, team Sabrina. We'll, we'll do it. We'll do a story or something. You'll better vote Team Sabrina. You gotta, guys. Like, <laughs> you gotta hop on Team Tom. There are um, blackjack and cookies here. So yeah, but I don't spoil things, and I'm like really nice. So I'm handsome. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm going to make you feel bad now. And on that note, I've been Stephen. I've been Tom. I've been Sabrina. And we'll see you guys next time. Goodbye. See ya.